And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hit, your Tuesday, April 26th edition. Got 11 games on tap for you for your Tuesday night. Hope everybody had a good Monday. Seven games late. It was a fun one. Pitching, Corbin, Scherzer, Bueller. It was a fun one where the big dogs ate in a big, big way. So we'll see how things ended up for everybody in the Discord and more. But fun game, fun seven game slate. Again, 11 games on your Tuesday. Before we get into that little housekeeping, I am on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you'd like to uh, get any help, just hit me up on Twitter or join the free Fantasy DGens Discord. Lots of good stuff going on in there for all sports, like PGA DFS. If you're into PGA DFS, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and Jesse, DFS Golf Gods, dropped on Monday, previewing the 2022 Mexico Championship, Mexico Open. So go check that out if you're interested there. If you're interested in season-long fantasy baseball, the Bench with Bubba podcast coming at you multiple times a week as well. If you prefer to listen to them, give them a rate and review on iTunes. If not, check out the Fancy DGens YouTube channel where you're probably watching this video right now. Give the old subscribe, the thumbs up, and you'll enjoy all of those shows whenever they are released. All right, 11-game slate. Let's get cracking on this one. Your totals thus far, there's like three games that are before 7.05 p.m. Eastern, not on the main slate. So it's so funny how they pick and choose which days they can do that. Not doing it today, but Orioles-Yankees, total of eight. Marlins-Nationals, seven and a half. Red Sox-Jays, eight. Royals-White Sox, nine. Cubs-Braves, eight. Tigers-Twins waiting on that total. Mets-Cardinals, seven and a half. Astros-Rangers, nine and a half. Guardians-Angels, eight. Dodgers-D-backs, nine. A's-Gigantes, six and a half. That's a heck of a total thanks to Carlos Rodon. So speaking of Carlos Rodon, he leads the way, folks. Up top in the pitching world, coming in at you at $10,100 worth every shekel on this slate. We talked about it last night with Burns. We talked about it with some other guys recently. Just pay for the big dogs. We talked about it with Rodon in his last start. Just pay for Carlos Rodon. If he struggles, so be it. But he has been so electric, so good so far. Five innings or more in three, all three starts. One and runner less in all three starts. Eight Ks or more in all three starts. 28 or more DK points in all three starts. Now he goes up with maybe a triple-A lineup in the in the A's. I might be being kind to them. Not sure. But it's it's a, an A's team striking out 27.5% of the time versus lefties, hitting 202 with a 137 ISO. If the A's beat Carlos Rodon, so be it. Carlos Rodon should be 11000 plus. Like He should be a big dog. If you play golf, John Rahm this week is $11,300 in a mediocre at best field. Carlos Rodon is facing a mediocre at best lineup. He should be eleven thousand dollars, ten thousand one hundred bucks. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, is what it is. If he struggles, so be it. But give me Carlos at ten one. Sandy Alcantara at ninety four hundred bucks out the Washington Nationals is intriguing. Maybe no Josh Bell in this game. We know how good Sandy can be coming off a just ridiculously good eight innings, eight shutout innings, and six Ks against the Cardinals. He has five or more Ks in back to back starts, six or more innings in back to back starts, putting up nineteen or more DK points. In back-to-back starts, now you get this um, Washington Nationals lineup. Again, maybe no Josh Bell, which is very intriguing. Checking out 23% of the time versus righty. So Sandy Alcantara probably comes in overlooked on this slate based on some other pitchers going below him. He is a nice tournament to play here. Uh, Luis Severino at 9200 bucks is a very strong tournament play. The biggest thing with Severino is how far does he go? Well, he won 88 pitches his last time. He's going five innings in back-to-back starts. One total run in those those two starts. And now he gets the Baltimore Orioles. Like Luis Severino at 19 bucks is a great, great play in tournaments. He's had to hope he goes deep enough, but the O's 25% K rate, 205 average, 0.088 ISO versus right handed pitching. So Luis Severino 
That's why Sandy Alcantara probably goes super low on because either pay up for Rodon, they pay 200 less for Severino in a phenomenal spot. So Sandy's fun, but Severino's in a smash spot against the Baltimore Orioles. Max Freed, a good tournament play at 9K versus the Chicago Cubs. It's a very top-heavy pitching slate. The value is very, very rough. Freed's coming off an absolute dandy in L.A. against the Dodgers. Now he gets the Chicago Cubs. A Cubbies team striking out only 20.6% of the time versus lefties. Making Freed a tournament play, you know, it's going to be tough. Can he do back-to-back just absolute gems? The Cubs offense, you can do it against. But again, Severino, $200 more. You got Alcantara. You got Rodon. And then you got the one, the only, Kevin Gossman. 8700 bucks at home against the Boston Red Sox. Kevin Gossman, a 20% plus swinging strike rate on the season. Absolutely feasting. 23 or more DK points in back-to-back starts. Coming off an 8-inning, one-run, 8K performance against Boston. He went into the ninth with a shutout, gave up a run, then got yanked. Uh, he struck out nine against the Yankees in his previous starts with 17Ks against the Red Sox and the Yankees combined in his last three starts, 88 pitches in his last start. He's been great. Strikeouts have been just beyond perfect again. He gets Boston again, back-to-back times against the same team. Usually can be suspect, but uh, Barrios did quite well, quite well for himself. Uh, not like dominant-dominant, but quite well on uh, Monday night against this Boston team striking out a little over 21% of the time versus righties. So uh, Gossman's probably too cheap on this site. Let's put it that way. Too cheap at 8700 bucks. Should be pretty popular. Making a, a Gossman-Rodon combo is is definitely doable on this slate. And something to definitely look into. If you want to pivot off of Gossman, Josiah Gray, eighty four hundred bucks, has my full attention. Uh, back to back five innings pitched, twenty two or more DK points, five or more Ks in every start this season. And now you get that Marlins team that you know has some moments where they're like you got Jesus Sanchez, Garrett Cooper, Jazzy Jazz doing their thing, but they also strike out twenty four percent of the time versus right handed pitching, two fifty one average, one fifty ISO against. So. A guy like uh, Gray in tournaments, great pivot off of Gossman. I like that quite a bit. Now, other than that, it's suspect. Like, you can get real YOLO with a Daniel Lynch if you want to. Not in love with it, but I get it. Um, other than that, the only one I'm willing to do, and I might be biased on this, is give me Erod. Erod at 6300 bucks. Now he's not priced up, so he doesn't have to light the world on fire. Like, last start out, six innings, four hits, three earned, five Ks against the Yankees for 145 at 6300 bucks, you can take 14.5. You prefer more just because some of the elite pitching here, but you can take 14.5. And now he goes up against this Minnesota team, striking out over 24% of the time versus lefties, 214 average, 139 ISO. Erod just has to learn how to control the freaking walks. That's what's crushing him right now. So he'd be my 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 value on the slate, not in love with much of it. Like Stroh's down there, but Stroh's been struggling. So give me Erod at 63, but I'm going to try not to go below Josiah Gray which means we're going to have to find value with the bats, which we will, which we'll get to shortly. But recapping your pitching, Rodon, 10-1 with a bullet. That's my dog. I'm going to ride that one. and I'm going to ride that one play every time out. He has like five bad starts this year, so the other 25, Electric Factory. Hopefully he makes 30 starts. I'm a little biased as a Giants fan, but let's hope for the best. Uh, but Rodon at 10-1, like that a lot. Sandy Alcantara at 94, great tournament play, especially a pivot off what should be a popular Luis Severino at $9,200. Like Rodon, Severino, Gospin are your three cash pitchers. I prefer Rodon with either Severino or Gossman. If you don't want to use Rodon, you can go to Severino and Gossman to save a few dollars. I'd still try to get to Rodon in cash. Let's put it that way. Um, so Gossman's definitely in play. And then Freed and Josiah Gray are other tournament plays. Erod is your punt. Uh, like I said, Rodon and Severino, Rodon and Gossman's the perfect combos for me. But uh, you can make some pivots and make some magic happen if you so choose. 11-game slate, lots of offense to pick from. 
really good stack spots. As you, like, I, there's 22 pitchers, and I mentioned what, like six. So lots of places we can attack on this slate. Catcher's position, you got Willie Contreras. If you believe Freed stumbles, Freed's a massive fly ball home run guy. Contreras could be interesting, but I prefer Salvi Perez for 300 cheaper at 5100 bucks. Salvi coming in swinging a smoking hot bat, uh, three straight games at double digit fantasy points. He's hit safely in five of his last six, uh, six of his last seven, and eight of his last ten. So Salvi at fifty one hundred bucks, really good spot against the pitch to contact Dallas Keiko. Love me some Kansas City Royals on this slate. Um, Will Smith went deep on Monday. I like him again at forty seven hundred dollars. There's Davies. Dodgers will be a very popular stack yet again. Um, and some of the lefties are great, but don't forget Zach Davies has some reverse splits going on. Not a, like the sample size isn't humongous, but there has been some reverse splits with Davies. So I have Will Smith at 47. Might go a little under the radar. Our guys focus on the Muncies and the, the Bellies and the Luxes of the world. You can get your your Bets and your Smith and your Trey Turners and some of these other dogs, like maybe Justin Turner, he's been struggling. Um, Bets has even been struggling. Bets had a decent night on, on Monday. I'll give him his credit, but still... The overall contact quality sucks for Mookie Betts right now. But uh, the right-handed bats for the Dodgers will get in some nice lower ownership, which is something that definitely highlights when you're stacking it up. Other catchers to look at, though, um, Grandal, if you're stacking on the White Sox, not bad at 42, uh, but he has not quite woken up yet this year, so don't get too invested there with a slate of this magnitude. Jonah Heim at 3600 bucks for Odorizzi. We are going to attack Odorizzi in a big, big way. Lefties are smoking him. Righties are smoking him. They have Christian Javier coming into the rotation on Wednesday. A lot of the reasons because Chris, because Odorizzi is sucking badly. So a guy like Jonah Heim, who's just crushing right now at 3600 good piece of action here in cash, in tournaments, especially in Texas Rangers stacks. Our boy Zach Collins is only 3300 bucks. Like I'd rather have him in cash than Jonah Heim just for the savings. Probably hitting fifth versus Nicky Pavetta, who's been getting hit around. So a really good spot there once again for our boy Zach Collins. And then other values like Travis D'Arno is 2900 bucks. He's been swinging it really well. You can almost play him in cash over Zach Collins. There's a lot of options in cash when it comes to catch. Like D'Arno, four-game uh, four hitting streak, five of his last six. He has three multi-hit games in his last four games, uh, three straight games with extra base hits. Like really putting it together at 2900 bucks. Going with Strowman, who's struggling mightily to start this season. Uh, Joey Bard at 29 in tournaments is not too shabby against Dalton Jeffries, who – I'm not sold on quite yet. He's kind of gotten it done with smoke and mirrors, in my opinion. So I'll be uh, I'll be attacking him when I get the opportunity. Other than that, we'll look for some value elsewhere. First base position, you know, Shohei's fine. I like McKenzie, so I'm not going to go all in on the Angels, but if you want to, you can. But Belt of 58, Vladito at 57 is outstanding versus Pavetta. I'm going to keep attacking Pavetta as, as often as I can. I came into the year very optimistic on Pavetta, and he might turn it around and prove me wrong. But the, the early stuff... It's giving me PTSD of his Phillies days. It's just not pretty. Like he'll have a good start here or there, probably, but as a whole, it's it's nasty right now. Very, very nasty. Um, after Vladito at fifty seven hundo, you got Freddie Freeman against Davies. I still don't mind the lefties versus Davies. Don't get me wrong. Just wanted to point out the uh, the split situation there. Jose Abreu versus Lynch at forty seven. Lynch has been good, but he has a history of getting smacked around. Uh, you got Matty Olson versus Stroh at forty five, but Nathaniel Lowe. At thirty six hundred bucks for Odorizzi, great value. I love Texas. I love their value on this slate. Like Simeon and, and Seager will be expensive, but you guys got guys like Low, Heim, and some others that you can really utilize as value on this slate to help you pay up for pitching and maybe get some other pricey bats as well. Something to think about. Another great spot for value if you don't use Josiah Gray, who we established has been good, but also has walked a lot of guys, has home run issues. The Nats bullpen not the greatest in the world. Just to be nice. 
So Garrett Cooper at 35, swinging a pretty sweet bat as well. Seth Beer against Tony Gonsolin at 34. If you're getting a get contrarian or even Christian Walker, you can go either one of those. Um, some cheaper options. I like Spencer Torkelson. If you want to keep attacking Paddock, who similar to, um, to um, whatchamacallit, uh, Jeffrey's kind of smoke and mirrors. Paddock has survived his first start or two. Not overwhelming. And we know that other shoe is probably going to drop at some time. Now the Minnesota bullpen, not too bad. But still, if you can get Paddock out early, you can take advantage of it like it's happened in some of his starts. So I got like, um, Spencer Torkelson, who's swinging a really, really good stick for Detroit and some other Detroit bats. Torque at 29, I like. Mentioned the Kansas City stack when I mentioned Salvi. Hunter Dozier's first base outfield eligible. I wrote him up in the Rotoballer free DFS article. It'll come out on Tuesday morning. Dozier at 2800 bucks. I love one of the better values I like on this slate. He's first base outfield eligible at 2800 crushing baseballs. Um, just read the little blurb in the article. His hard hit rate, his barrel rate, his whatever you want to talk about. He's still striking out like 32% of the time over the last seven games, but everything else torching the baseball. He has locked in three jacks over the last seven games, five extra base hits. For regular listeners of this show, I have been team Hunter Dozier for a long time, long time. And right now we're getting him at 2800 bucks. I'm going to keep playing him. He's like going to be on my Josh Naylor, my Bobby Witt list. Like we're just, as long as they're cheap, they won't work every day because it's baseball and no one works every day, but I will keep playing them while they're cheap because he has got massive upside, which he has shown of late. And uh, now he gets to pitch to contact Dallas Keuchel. Are you kidding me? Yes. Hunter Dozier. It is uh, Josh Naylor. He might actually sit versus the lefty Sandoval. So keep it, keep an eye on that one at 27 hundo. And other than that, um, there wasn't too much I saw down here earlier when I was prepping at first base. Yeah, we'll have to see lineups because, yeah, nothing else really stands out for now. Uh, second base position, Jazzy Jazz, Chisholm at 53 if you are fading gray, of course. Ozzy Albies, yes, both really great spots if you're fading gray or Stroman. Not the easiest of matchups for either one of them, but just elite talents. And uh, they'll go low-owned on this slate. So not must plays by, by any means, but they're good tournament tactic plays. Get low ownership with the elite talent is something I like to do instead of Try to get low ownership with a complete punt. That's just my angle. Could be wrong, but that's something I like to do. Uh, Simeon at 45 if you're stacking Texas, not too bad. DJ LeMahieu is back leading off for the Yanks. He's second base, third base for Jordan Lyles at 44 um, if you want to go that route. If you don't believe in Erod, uh, Jorge Blanco is only 3900 bucks, still too cheap for his talent level. Uh, so keep him on your radar. But other than that, it's a top-heavy position. Gavin Lux at 3K. Not too bad. Santiago Espinal. I'll keep mentioning him at 2900 bucks. Um, I wrote him up as well. And he's interesting because I think it's hits in like five of his last seven or something like that. Just one hit in each game. So he's not lighting the world on fire, but lots of extra base hits because of his ISO, his hard hit rate. So when he makes it, when he gets hits, he makes it count for fantasy. And that's the beauty of it. That's why baseball, I try to explain to people that get all like frustrated. It's like, well, he goes one for four, but it's like a double and two RBIs. So it pays off. Where other guys go like one for four with a single and nothing. And you're like, what the hell? That's baseball. That's the wild part about this whole thing we're trying to predict. So for now, Santiago's making a count because he's hitting like eighth in the lineup. That lineup's so loaded. They're stacking the the, 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 the bases for him, and he's taking advantage of it. So Santiago at 29, not a bad value if you want to go there. And other than that, nothing at this point in time unless we see something when lineups come out. Uh, third base, uh, Arenado's just fine if you want to, but J-Ram, I'll keep running that. I, he had a down night on Monday. I don't care. The dude is MVP caliber, J-Ram. It's nuts. But one of my favorite spots on this entire slate, cheaper than J-Ram, crushing baseballs right now, 
is Alex Bregman at 4700 bucks. I like Houston tonight first Hearn. Hearn had a great first start. His last two starts, much more like the Taylor Hearn we expected. And now you get Alex Bregman at 4700 coming in swinging a very, very, very hot bat. I think he's underpriced on this slate. So Bregs at 47, and he's doing typical Bregman things where it's he's hitting for power, he's hitting for average, he's doing it all, but he's barely barreling the ball, he's barely hard hitting the ball. This is what Bregman does. He just kind of breaks through the rules. Certain guys break the rules. Some guys like bias, swing too much out of the zone. He breaks the rules in that regard. Bregman breaks the rules because, one, hitting in Houston, he gets a short Crawford box, just take advantage of it. But he's not just doing it in Houston. This is what Bregman does. So 4700 bucks. I'll take him versus her. I think it's a really, really fun spot there. You got uh, Josh Donaldson at 46 if you need to fade uh, Lyles. Not one of my favorite spots, but I get it. It is Lyles. If you're fading Stroman, again, the the Braves are cheap. Mitch and Travis Day are node. Albies isn't cheap. But Austin Riley is only 3800 bucks. That's a nice value if you're fading Stro in a tournament, not for cash in a tournament. Bobby Wood Jr., don't look now, folks. I know you guys kept, like, all of a sudden, like, I can't play Bobby. You've been bubbly. You've been saying play Bobby. He's been cheap. He's 3K, so he's, he's finally cracked that threshold, but hits in four straight games. It's slowly coming together. We saw Julio Rodriguez. He's getting on and stealing bags. These kids are young. Bobby Witt jumped from basically double A to the bigs. Julio Rodriguez, like, no, Bobby, he got a lot of triple action. Julio, double A to the bigs. These guys, they're getting their baby. They're, they're getting their training wheels taken off the bike. Bobby Witt at 3K versus Dallas Keiko. Great person to have your training wheels off the bike for. So Bobby Wood at 3K, another great value in this Kansas City lineup. Uh, below him, though, Mikel Franco, but I don't want to fade Alcantara. That's a tough one. So not a lot I like below Bobby Wood Jr. at 3,000. Shortstop, you can go Frenchie Lindor if you want. I like Hicks, but Corey Seager's at 54. I'm not a big Seager guy, but in a stack, I'm cool with it. If you're not stacking Texas, I'd rather have Tim Anderson for $100 less, or I'd love Trey Turner. Mentioned the, 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 the reverse splits for his Davies. Turner had another, like, at least a two-run double and maybe more on Monday night. So, Trey Turner at 52. Uh, Boba Shett hit a granny. He's been slowly heating up. We talked about that recently. He's 51. So, in reality, Seager, if you're stacking Texas, sure. Otherwise, give me Trey. Give me uh, give me Bo. Give me one of those two. I'm all aboard that. I'd even be willing to take some uh, Brandon Crawford at 5K versus Jeffries. But Turner and Bichette, if you're paying up, I love. You got Jeremy Pena at 48 if you're attacking Hearn, which is a good spot. If you're looking for some savings at the position, Javi Baez returned from the IL on Sunday. Went over four. That's fine. But he gets Chris Paddock at 4300 bucks. This is cheap for Javi Baez. Javi Baez is usually much, much more expensive. It's a very top-heavy position. Baez, we know, can go over at any given moment, but he can also just crush baseballs. Now you get Chris Paddock. You're not in Detroit. People are always think, oh, Javi's in Comerica. Not tonight. He's not. He's in Minnesota. You got Chris Paddock, who um, gives up a ton of long balls to right-handed hitters in his career. A ton of long balls. So Javi Baez at 4300 bucks, not a bad value at shortstop if you want to be a little different from the regular masses that will pay up for the Peñas and above, which makes sense. But Baez is a nice little savings on this one. Other than that, though, that every night shortstop has been very, very top-heavy, and uh, rightfully so, like, Jorge Mateo at 25 if you need to, but I'm pretty much paying up at shortstop this evening. Outfield where you can find some value for sure, but if you don't want to, Buxton against Erod at 61, lock and load, have some fun, kids. Uh, Georgie Springer, he's back and healthy and raking. He's 56 versus Pavetta. Juan Soto is always available for me. I like the idea of Jordan Alvarez. He went deep on Monday. People will see lefty-lefty. A, I'm not worried about Alvarez versus Hearn, and B, I don't think Hearn goes that long. So I think Alvarez is a nice $5,400 uh, 
play, especially in your Houston stacks. Um, Giancarlo's only 49 versus Lyles, kind of interesting. Mention Mookie Betts, he's 4,800 bucks. Uh, he did go two for three, uh, or no, one for three with two runs scored and two walks. Uh, it's just, he's got double digit DK points in three of the last four games. He's hit safely in four of his last five. Again, we look at the underlying metrics, still not fantastic, but he's also got two steals in his last four games. So kind of, he's hitting 203 now on the season, starting to get it going. He's 4,800 bucks. Betts is really a 5,500 plus guy. So you're getting a savings here against Davies. Not a bad spot for Betts on this slate. Maybe he's going to start waking up. Maybe he's going to finally start proving me wrong, which I want Betts to do well. I have him on a couple of my early DC teams. It's just very scary watching what's taking place because it's some guys struggle, like Kyle Tucker, but everything else looks great. Not much looks great with Mookie Betts. So let's hope let's hope he's waking up. It's only like week three or four of the season, so a lot can obviously change. Uh, Taylor Ward double donged on Monday. He's up to 45. Now that price tag is quickly on the rise. He gets Tristan McKenzie. Don't mind it. But Whit Merrifield at 43, I think that's a great savings. Uh, if we're stacking Kansas City to get Whit Merrifield at 43, you got Dozier at 28, you got Bobby Witt at three. So you pay 51 for Salvi. Big deal. Like that's a uh, a fun little four, four man stack there and not that expensive. Love Andrew Vaughn in tournaments. He crushes lefties in his early career and just in, in lefties, righties this season. Doesn't matter. Crushing them all, hitting over 300. Um, so Vaughn at 41 is a, is a nice tournament look. Keep going back to Kyle Tucker again, lefty lefty. Don't worry about it. 4,100. He's a guy that eventually is going to get just scorching hot. If you want to wait for the first couple of games, fine. If you want to be ahead of the curve in tournaments, that's where my head's at. At least another good one. If you want to fade Severino, who could be chalky, but you don't want to fully stack Baltimore, which I understand Cedric Mullins at 4,100 bucks is a great way to get at least a piece of Baltimore at a very reasonable price tag. Uh, Mullins is actually hitting pretty well overall this season. Just quietly putting it together. Not the uh, 30-30 guy that we know, but still being very productive. So 4,100 for said against Severino to be a little difference good. Jock Jams is 4K versus Jeffries. He went deep again on Monday night. I just, I love it. I love Jock. Um, probably going to be popular at 4K, but uh, not a bad play at all. Uh, cheaper plays, you got Benny versus Lefty at 39. If you want to be a little different in your Kansas City stacks, that's fine. Um, Aaron Hicks at 39 is a good value versus Lyles. Love me some Austin Meadows versus Paddock. Matt Meadows crushing right-handed pitching. He's $3,900. Um, as you slide down here, though, Adelise Garcia, again, only $3,700 versus Odorizzi. So if you're stacking Texas, he's at like him and uh, Haim and um, Nathaniel Lowe. Nice. And Nathaniel Lau, I should say, are nice little values in that Texas stack. Uh, Jesus Sanchez, if you're not using Josiah Gray, Jesus Sanchez at $3,600 is one of the best GPP values on this slate. We know what he does. Like, I think he said safely. I wrote, I wrote him up on the article. Um, he hit safely in six of his last nine games. All six of those games have multiple hits. So he's GPP in a nutshell. Boom or bust. He hits it with authority uh, in those nine games. 114 mile per hour max exit velocity. He's got, I think, two or three home runs in that stretch. He's crushing baseballs. He has the offers. He has three offers in those nine games. But the six games where he makes it matter, boom, goes the dynamite. So Jesus Sanchez at $3,600 is a phenomenal tournament play, like a really good tournament play uh, if you're not using Josiah Gray. Love him on this slate if you're not using Gray. Uh, if you're stacking Houston again, Michael Brantley does hit lefties very well at $3,500. A nice value in your Houston stack. Uh, Robbie Grossman's 34 versus Paddock. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., another home run. He's 3300 bucks versus Pavetta. Way too cheap. 
Guriel way too cheap. Like he's cash viable at 3,300 bucks. That's criminal at that price point. You got belly bombs at 32. Uh, you can keep going back to that if you so choose. Uh, a few others down here, like Anthony Santander, 31. If you want to get a couple of Baltimore pieces, uh, Gavin Lux is 3K. Joe Adele at 3K, not in love with it because I don't know if he'll start, but I, I love Joe Adele. But we got to get real about that situation. Uh, below 3K, though, Hunter Dozier, 2,800 bucks. Boom, boom, boom. Love him. Um, other than that, you know, Yadiel Hernandez is hitting well, not looking to fade Alcantara. Trey Boo Boo's down here, but not. Not in love with that at the moment. He did go deep over the weekend, though. I told you it's coming for Jay Boo Boo. The underlying metrics look very, very promising for our boy. Other than that, like check lineups. You'll get some values down here. I'm not, not in love with them right now. Past Hunter Dozier. All right. Pitching recap. Rodon, play him at 10 1. Got Alcantara at 94. Nice tournament pivot off of Luis Severino at 9,200 bucks. Severino in a great spot versus Baltimore. Should be extremely popular. You got Max Fried in tournaments. Sure. But Kevin Gossman will be the guy at 87 Hundo. Josiah Gray's the pivot off of Gossman. In cash, you play uh, uh, Rodon, Severino, or Gossman. I prefer Rodon at one of the other two, but you could go Severino, Gossman if you have to. I really want Rodon in my lineups. Don't love much value on this slate, but if you need to, Erod at 63 is where I would go on this one. Stacking things up on this slate. You can go Yankees versus Lyle, sure, but Dodgers versus Arizona. Remember, reverse splits are a play. Uh, love Houston versus Hearn. Uh, Texas versus Rizzi is great too. Like if you want to be contrarian in that game, you can game stack it. We'll go heavier Texas and Houston. That's an angle. I think there's a lot to like in that game. Actually, let me read. I think the total is at least nine in that game too. Let me triple check. It's nine and a half. It's the highest total on the slate. That is beautiful because I made my, my, my picks. I wrote my articles and stuff before I looked at the totals. And that was a game where I wanted to game stack that game. That's yeah, the highest total on the slate. So that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Hopefully the roof's open in, uh, in globe life. For that one, a um, few others though. Um, Detroit versus Paddock, if you need to, I can definitely see getting that. Love Kansas City versus the White Sox. Toronto versus Pavetta, keep attacking that. You can go the White Sox if you want, but not in love with fading Lynch. Lynch is doing, Lynch is funny. Lynch gave up like seven runs and struck out like eight the other day. Um, so you can stack against them. You definitely can. Just know there's a lot of swing and miss coming there too if they're a little, little off. But my main ones are Kansas City. Love the game stack in Texas, Houston. Um, and then probably the Dodgers for now. But there's about seven or eight teams you could easily stack up on this slate. But there you have it, folks. 11 games in the books. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any questions, hit me up there or get, ask me for an invite into the free Fantasy Degens Discord. It's free. Lots of fun stuff going up in there. All sports, whatever you want. I build rooms for you guys to talk about whatever you want in there. It's just a fun, free place to hang out. Also, uh, if you like golf, P- the uh, always pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and the DFS golf gods, Jesse, dropped on Monday for the 2022 Mexico Open. Come check that out. Get your DraftKings lineups ready for this week's PGA Tour action. Season-long fantasy baseball, Benched with Bubba podcast, coming at you multiple times a week. I'll be recording Tuesday night, Bubba and the Bat Flip, recapping the week that wasn't fab and much, much more. Give those uh, a rate review on iTunes or check them out on the Fantasy DGN's YouTube channel. But that'll do it, folks. Lots of fun. 11 games late. Lots of ways to go. It's going to be another beauty, another wild one. Check out the free DFS article at rotoballer.com. I got season-long articles dropping on Fantasy Pros on Monday and Tuesday. I got uh, other season-long articles coming at you on Rotoballer at the end of the week. Fantrax at the middle of the week. Always something going on. Just follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet it all out for you to get your fantasy baseball and DFS needs covered. But for now, everybody, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, April 26th edition. I'm out.